Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show the nikki glazer podcast here's nikki hello here i am welcome to the show it's the nikki glazer podcast with me today um noah is in arizona Anya's in New York City. Brian Frangi, our new permanent sidekick is in los angeles how's it going everyone i'm not crying today what? Oh, oh, when did you cry? Remember Saturday on tour? I just wept Remember? for an hour. Saturday on tour, you cried? We were driving. Why am I, I like, blacking this out? <laughs> Remember, I was like, I made a list of my anxieties and I ate my oh, teeth. And that I was during. Oh. oh yeah, that was during the drive. I was thinking Saturday, like during the show. Yeah, no, we drove Saturday on tour. Which we're on tour right now. We're in Tucson uh, next weekend and Vegas, and then a lot of European cities. Uh, I added up ten cities in fourteen days. Um, but on we were this weekend. We were in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, on Friday. Great show, and so then fun. two shows in New Hampshire on Saturday night, and we had to drive five and a half hours, which you know with stops ends up being like six and a half. Um, and in the morning. <laughs> How did we even get on the subject? I mean, we were just pulling out of town and all of a sudden Anya, oh, because Anya couldn't sleep. You couldn't sleep the night before. We got terrible sleep because we had to wake up so early to drive. Yeah. And, and you, I was like, I just had a list of anxieties for four hours in the middle of the night. But you and made then, a list. I made Do you a find list. that helpful when you are, why is that helpful to make a list for you? Because um, I'm like, guessing that's a tool you use to get out of anxiety. It was the last ditch effort because I was like, 
you got to stop. Like if you cannot sleep and you, none of this meditation or breathing is working, just make a list so you can get it out. Right. And then my theory was, I bet it's like four things that I'm just recycling over and over. It wasn't. Yeah. It was like 27 things. <laughs> yeah. It was so long. I was like scared I will have or get COVID and never be able to tour Europe or oh get married. God. Like, Do you ever think about making an appointment to worry where you uh, <laughs> write down your list and you say, I'm going to worry about these at 10, 15 a.m. tomorrow morning? That's interesting. My, that's Because really it, it doesn't let you off the hook of like never worrying because when you kind of put things, when you go, just don't think about it. You're like, well, I'm going to have to get to this at some point. Like this requires, but giving yourself a total break from it, knowing you will get to it. I like God, that. I wish I could do that, but it feels like my obsession is too strong. It's like the Hulk. It's like, ha, ha, ha. You, <laughs> you think your control. silly little tool will work against me? I mean, me? 27 is a lot. I can't imagine. Well, you can't <laughs> control your thoughts. and Everyone knows that. Like, I hope at this point, there's no free will. So they're just coming in. You can't really help them, but there well, are things you can do, do that can... do Brian's thing? Well, because... I think thoughts are like a stream. You can kind of like dam them up and you can direct them in different ways and like steer them well, by really, doing devices like that. But you can't help all, the flow. All self-help things is just you have all these things that you can do and then they take up all your day and then they don't help at all. But you do them. <laughs> I know. I think they do help. You and just then you keep spend doing all them. day doing it. Because no, you're, you're they worried totally about doing help. them. Just, I spend all my day stretching and and breathing and I feel like oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know you still feel like How much shit. stretching do I have to do? Making my bed does not improve <laughs> anything for me. It's just I have a nice looking bed, but still my life is in shambles. My um, Russian and now mom I can't get back into like, bed. Yeah, because it's so tight. <laughs> my therapist recently, we'll get to your Russian mom. My therapist recently told me that she was like, What do you what do you want to do when you feel anxiety? And I go, I want to curl up in a ball. Like I want to lay, I want to lay down on my stomach and like put my hands underneath my, like, I want to feel a lot intense pressure. I want to be pressurized mm, and like, like a gravity lay, blanket. Yeah. So like gravity blankets, I never liked, but I kind of do, I get it because I'm trying to do that by laying on my stomach. That's why I lay on my stomach. I want to feel like I'm being squished. Like a and vacuum I lay on, bag. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. But, um, she said, <laughs> she goes, do it. You know, I think most therapists would go, don't go to your room and lay in the dark and try to fall asleep when you're feeling anxiety. But she's like, do it. If it works, yeah. that's a soothing thing. And um, you used to get migraine headaches all the time uh, and you would like Yeah, and then I got my your UTI taken out. Yeah. You Not would, like, your UTI. Your my IUD. <laughs> no, actually, those got put they in. They are too similar. You're right. My UTIs definitely got added into my vagina after the... There's only room for one U thing and three-lettered thing in my uh, puss um, at a time. Yeah. But I used to get, yeah, my IUD um, caused me great migraines. Um, mm. And they, it was so, it was the worst thing in my life. And then Chris would have to take my head and put it into his vice-like grip and just push it together and he was so scared that my head was going to snap like a cantaloupe and I go yes please do that yeah. I would love for my head to my skull to break because that would feel better and it would relieve the tension you know like you just want to break up the tension um, yeah I mean so your anxiety list did it help yeah because I went to sleep afterwards but I was I was sort of shocked like fuck dude this is a lot to worry about mm. <laughs> like this is actually 
real. Well, you know how they say read a book to fall asleep? Like yours, you wrote yeah. a book. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> That'll make you fall asleep pretty fast. There was this um, old lady who used to, or maybe it was an old man that they did an interview on because he was 115 years old and he was still cutting hair. He was a barber. And they asked him, what's the secret to uh, your longevity? And he said, I don't worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. They interviewed this old woman that was like 110. Remember they did that video with all the older people? Like she was like, the secret to life is just be happy every day. (laughs) Every day I'm happy. She like everyone in her life life was dead. The secret to a long life is to just keep living for many years. (laughs) Not worrying. I mean, stress is... It, it uh, you know, once you look at, we talked about that uh, Dr. Sarno book, the healing back pain that oh, yeah. completely transformed your back pain, right, Brian? And you, you talked to ball d- pain. Dr. Sarno. What? I had ball, chronic pelvic pain. I had okay, my balls Okay, so it's not even just back years. pain. Yeah. yeah so, no, it's all pains. And it was all in your head, right? Well. But not in a, not in a way well, that a it was in your balls. that's a condescending way to say. No, it yeah, is, and that's why people don't like all in your head, but <laughs> it, it shouldn't be condescending. It's not a, it doesn't mean that you're causing it if it's in your head. Again, your thoughts are not your fault. So it's still something that people can feel sorry for you because it's actual pain, but it is not because there's a, like, a, Physical. a, contu- a torsion in your groin. No, it's they because- checked for torsion. There was no torsion. Right? I don't even know yeah. what that means. But I think they it can happen down there. Word. Torsion is when your testicles uh, wrap around each yes! other and start yes! suffocating each it. other. Glazer. Oh my oh, God. Was- yeah. If so- you put a rubber band around your finger for yeah. a long enough, it'll turn blue and it'll just fall off. Yes. All right, everybody? <laughs> is that don't do wait, it. It'll just fall <laughs> off. <laughs> don't do it. I Man, know. I just I saw a tribe that cuts off um I saw a thing on it Reddit and there's a tribe that like cuts off uh men's fingers to test their strength and if they wince they oh, keep getting their fingers God. cut until they're not wincing anymore and there's this one guy with like he's just like they got to they were like cutting off his then. toes yeah <laughs> he, that, he, he no, just, you have to see the banshees of Innis Sharon no I don't think I need to see it if it's on that note it's <laughs> I don't want to see that happen <laughs> it's just such a good metaphor you'll I'm curious what you think it's about mm. it is such a simple story but it's like so crazy to watch can I just tell you a tiny bit of what it's about Sure. Yeah. Spoiler so, alert for the Banshees of Irishin and that no one saw <laughs> and no one will see. It was nominated for an Oscar. It was one of the best okay. films. So Colin Farrell is a very simple man and he's best friends with this guy who's like a crank, a curmudgeon. And he comes by his house every day and they hang out every day in this tiny town where there's one bar. And one day he comes over, he's like, hey. And the guy's like, I don't want to hang out. Like he doesn't want to talk to him. And Colin Farrell is just very simple. Why don't you want to talk? I'm the nicest guy in town. Let's hang out. You're my best friend. He's like, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of your dumb stories. And I just don't, I don't hate you. I just want to be done with this. I just want to spend my life alone. I want to practice my violin. That's what I love doing. And I just don't want to be your friend anymore. No, no offense. And then he keeps bugging him. And then there comes a point where he's, the guy's like, if you talk to me one more time, I'm going (laughs) to cut off my finger. And and then I will leave it there. But the film continues and it may, and it's so insane to watch because you're like, who's more insane? This crank or Colin Farrell? The guy who, who kind of can't get the by. hint. Yeah. I like the crank. I'm a crank. So I, 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 I has anyone to ever him. told you I don't want to hang out with you anymore? Have we ever has anyone here ever had a friend out of the blue just kind of cut things off? Be- and, and with under the guise of like, I don't like you any like I don't. 
It would be pretty bold for someone to come out and straight up say, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Well, you can infer that, but I guess... I guess no matter what we've we were, were lied to if this happened to us and it's whether or not you saw through the lie but most of the time a friend cuts you off it is because they just don't like you anymore oh yeah yeah I've, I've had to do it you've had to cut people off before yeah oh yeah you go I've, straight up to them and you say we're done no I've I, well I have had to do that before I've had a, uh, a a girl that was pretty persistent afterwards and I had to ultimately say it was right around the time I quit drinking. So I had a good excuse of like, I just don't drink anymore. That was kind of our thing. Oh, great. And mm. I don't have, we don't have that in common. And I just need to, and she would talk really loud in public spaces. Oh, no. Anytime we'd be out to eat, oh. it would, I would be very embarrassed. And I try to like whisper to kind of like <laughs> tell her what to do. And it would just, people were staring and I. And you love to was, shit talk. So imagine yeah. you're seeing someone in the corner, you want to shit talk about them. And she's like, that one over there. Yes. <laughs> I do that. love a good shit talk. And I don't mind. Listen, I don't mind getting a little loud when I know people are kind of entertained by eavesdropping on my conversation. Oh, yeah. I won't be super loud, but I can tell when people are kind of like, this is a fun, like in an Uber, if I'm talking <laughs> about something, if I'm like gossiping about some celebrity I know dirt on, and I know this person probably knows that celebrity too, I will get louder I did this recently on a girl's trip. We had a, a, oh, I was a chef just come in. Yeah. And I was mouthing off about <laughs> a celebrity that I know some dirt on. I know a lot of shit on. I was shit talking, literally. And um, I'll tell you later, Brian. Um, and and I could tell everyone was kind of like, we should. And I'm like, no, let it out. I want to get this out because anyone he tells, <laughs> Nikki Glazer was saying this about this person. I can always deny it, you know, like I'll just fucking deny I said it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also yeah. I was reading things I found on Reddit about this person as well that backed it up. And I'd only heard this through stories. And then I saw this whole Reddit thread where it was like, no, these are stories that about this person. I was like, it's, um, is substantiated a word. It's corroborated. corroborated. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so both work. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can sense when I'm being entertaining with my, with my, the octave at which, or the, the volume with which I'm speaking. And then I can tell some people, Chris doesn't, my boyfriend doesn't love how loud I can be in public sometimes. And I, and I can't be too loud. I, I grew up getting shushed a lot in restaurants and stuff because I'm just a loud person. Haven't been in a while, but I think that's more of a, a power thing now. Like people are too scared to shush me. So I should probably keep it down is what I'm <laughs> trying I love that. I love giving people a story to tell. I used to do that. Yes. Uh, walking through the streets of New York, you always walk past so many strangers. And a game I used to play was called Give Them a Story. I didn't call it that, but it yeah. explains it pretty well so what i do i'd be by myself usually or i'd be with a person i don't have to be alone and i'd be walking and i would go i would just try to say something that they would overhear that then there would be a story for them like i'd go like i'd be on my phone and i'd go i told them only two meatballs or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then they'd go to their friend at starbucks and be like this guy was like flipping out about meatballs yes <laughs> you end up in a john mulaney joke you know like john yes, mulaney yes. has so many jokes where he's like eat ass sell drugs <laughs> Dogs, yeah. suck dick. Like, there's always like a weird person saying something. I realized right. this this weekend. We were listening to John Mulaney in the car, um, which is great inspiration. Like, I forget how much, how good it is for me to listen to comedians I love mm. because it's just their style or I, I absorb some of their things that I like about them. And then yeah. thus I become better by using some of the things that I already gravitate towards naturally. I'm not doing it because I'm like, people like John Mulaney, I'll do what he does. But I'm like, oh, I like the way he, you know, I've realized something 
he's a fantastic writer, no question about it. I talk about him all the time as one of the best uh, stand-up comics out there. We all know it. But the way that he talks <laughs> and the way he'll change his, the dynamics of his voice to emphasize things is very, is, is a lot of what makes him so enjoyable. Yeah. And I go, well, I can do that. Like, I'm just talking like a normal person. I sometimes have fun with going like, and then, and da, da, da. but I was doing it a lot more this weekend and it was so much fun. Yeah. And it really like colored in. It's like having a coloring book and you're like, oh, those are good drawings. And then you color it in with the vocal intonations and They're stuff. Tools. And I was like, okay, They're just I'm tools in your tool belt. I mean, yeah. that's why I started smashing watermelons on stage. Because <laughs> well, Gallagher I will say a big that influence. I'm finding myself to be a little sexist here because I do hate when female comics do this mugging after a joke. Oh, that I've yes, made compilations of. Like, I've been oh. so bored with my life and so annoyed by some trends in comedy that I've literally made, like, I've well, What taken, is it? It's, it's this. A, okay. Oh, oh, They'll yeah. say a punchline and then go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of yeah. you who can't see the video, yeah, it's I'm a looking to the, I'm, face. <laughs> okay, if you, if you watch um, Succession, Shiv Roy is always going, huh? She's oh, doing, yeah, it's uh, her She's tucking her sure. head oh, yeah. back. And yeah, then looking to the side, chain. like, hmm? I think it's that. I think After Amy you go, Schumer like, invented and then that. Amy did invent it. Yeah. Which, thank you, Amy. Like, that's, I love, Amy invented a lot of things that, um, you know, I don't think she gets credit for. And I think that she gets thrown under the bus now because she, you know, people just get tired of seeing someone too much. And then they have to, that's what happens. Like, that's why I don't want to be too famous is because they'll turn on you eventually. Mm -hmm. But she was, um, yeah, she was. The, you were friends with Amy, right, Brian? Yeah, I did her uh, website for seven years. That's right. That was her website. When did Amy you get Schumer. the call that she's like, we need to, we need to upgrade? <laughs> no, I'm tired of running my website through GoDaddy. She's yeah? so loyal. Like there was, there was no she indication is. that she was ever going to drop me. And then when Trainwreck came out, Aww. I had to call her and say, I can't do your website anymore. I'm just a guy. Like, yeah. You need a company to do this. And then she was like, that makes sense. And then that was it. Oh done. wow! Yeah, um, I, I got out of there. Yeah, uh, she. Um, but yeah, she. She definitely does. She would do the thing where she goes. Um, yeah. Um, and then she kind of does like an um afterwards. Hmm. Like there is that. Yes. Pause. There are <laughs> other female comics that do it too. I do. Like there are definitely Amy mannerisms I've picked up. There's. There's just. Anyone I watch, I'll pick up something that they do, and you could accuse me of of stealing or whatever. But it's not conscious. Um. But. This mugging thing is taking up 25% of these <laughs> mm -hmm. comics act. And I don't see men doing it. I could see John going, what? Huh? Huh? Like, and at least he doesn't overuse it though. I don't feel, but maybe I'm being sexist here and I'm just like more jealous of women. And I'll I compare give you a man myself one. more to them. I have a man one. You have uh, a man one? Please Yeah, because I do it all the time because I love it. And I think right. this I've is from- I started doing the mugging too and it works. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm disgusted why this works because the audience does love like a close-up of like a confused woman. Uh, okay, what what works? Well, I, my favorite comic is probably Norm MacDonald and he's probably the one who I got this from and I think yeah. a lot of comics where you just lean into a punchline and you go, and, you say, and that's da, my punchline. Yes. You know, that's my punchline. You do talk like that. That works. That works. It, it totally works. I, I don't I don't think it works. It gives it a little boost, mm -hmm. but you got to be willing. It's got to be funny 
already and you can't rely on it too much so i don't fault you for throwing that in That's i just what my whole set is i just do this over and over again. no you have actually <laughs> funny jokes but yes i i've been watching a lot of norm recently uh, did you see his snl monologue when he hosted snl a year and a half after being fired no, no i guess more probably, oh my god but it, you have which... to see you have to watch it again it's on it was on reddit i saw it the other day he pretty much says they fired me from the show and he goes it's been a year and a half he goes uh they fired me because i'm not funny what happened the past year and a half and now I'm funny? He was like, you know, he goes, nothing's oh, yeah. changed. I haven't gotten funnier. The only thing that's happened is this show has gotten less funny. This show sucks. So now, and he pretty much is like, and then instead of saying at the end, he goes, you know how they always go, it's going to be a great show. He goes, it's going to be a terrible show tonight. We've got Snoop Dogg. And it was so good. But you can hear the writers booing. I watched it because it said, well, listen to Norm McDonald's SNL oh. monologue and the writers are booing because he pretty much says it's a terrible show. Wow. <laughs> it's the only thing that could have happened. But he gets to it in a way that you can't deny. It's like, he hasn't changed in a year and a half. Why is this guy that was fired for not being funny suddenly let back on? The only logical answer is, is that the bar has been lowered. It's so good. <laughs> and you can't hate him for it because he's just so damn lovable. All yeah. right, we've got a lot of show ahead of us. We're here with Brian, Noah, and Anya. We'll be back right after this. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a 
fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're back. I got to say this weekend met a lot of besties and haven't had this kind of response to something new on the podcast in a while. But people are on board with Brian Frangi. Oh, They're really? excited. <laughs> I got a lot of side comments. of just like, I'm a bestie. We hug and everything. And then we're while we're taking a picture, they're just like, I know I really love Brian, you know, like through their <laughs> smile. That was so good. Brian's a part of the show. So they wow. are fucking on board, dude. And I, I'm not lying. It was at least... Two to th- I would say three people probably. Well, Maybe that's how two many people. That up. That's how many people I Venmo to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was good. It was well well spent because yeah. um it 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 made me feel like oh, okay um I made the right choice. I'm taking all credit for um people liking you. Um, it's no, it was uh it was an easy choice to make because yeah we I was just thinking about you doing your little game of like give them a story or whatever that game was called on the street in New York. I once. I think our friendship re-upped because I ran into you on 8th Avenue after I was either on my way to get Froyo during my Froyo addiction <laughs> of 2000. Uh, I'm going to say 14. 16. Yeah. Yeah. It was many years. It but is I was, so fascinating that you remember that. 13 handles. 12 wow. handles. 13, 13 handles. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about in New York handles? like 10 yeah, years 16 ago. 16 handles. Thank you. 10 years ago in New York 16. on the yeah. street. We were on 8th Avenue. You were walking south. I was maybe walking north. Yes, I was living with Anya. So I was like, you know, headed back to my apartment, I'm guessing, because I was coming up from 17th Street. I was walking back from UCB. So UCB was at 26th Street. So you were walking downtown. I was walking up and then you were with a girl that you were dating at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God, right? now I remember this. This How is do actually you not different... remember? Now I'm questioning well, my choice. No, I, I ran into you <laughs> twice then. Because there was oh, one really? time I was leaving UCB and yes. it was on like 26th Street. And I was, was like, right oh my there God. On, at UCB. Yes, yes. And, and I think we time. discussed the fact that we ran into each other previously and you uh. asked me about this girl. <gasps> oh, yeah. that's it. And then we walked for a little bit together, no? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, okay. I think so. I think so. I think so too. And that was that was before I even got the show Not Safe, which yes. then I hired Brian. Um, my boyfriend and I hired Brian. I told my boyfriend about Brian. I was like, I think we got a guy to do our digital stuff. He's yeah. run Amy Schumer's website until she was doing train wreck because, the, and then he quit out of yep. just like, you know, realizing his Sheer limitations. Fear. <laughs> <laughs> and so Chris had one call with you and was like, I love this guy. And he's not someone who I, I often have to be kind of careful about like, you're going to love this person. He's kind of like, let me decide. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he, he doesn't want to be told who he's going to like, which I totally get. 
because I will say that when Chris Convy and I first met, the night before we met, my friend who hired Chris and who also was my showrunner was like, you're really going to like this Chris guy. I think there's going to be a thing with you too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, don't you tell me who I'm going to like. I don't like a setup. I don't like expectations. I don't like anyone like kind of watching me meet someone and being like, are they going to hit it up? And so I at first was very reluctant to give him a chance because I didn't want Kim Gamble to win and to like be like, I told you so and take credit for my crush. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then cut to two months later crying in her office. I love him. He doesn't talk to me. She's like, you don't talk to him okay so brian we then you flew out to la and you did you move to la that for was the gig? a great text i was well i also remember when i first started talking to chris on the phone he called me and i was in the supermarket buying bread and meats for a barbecue and i was talking to him while i was like listen this is like you know in my perspective this is not chris convy this is a potential boss calling you to interview you and so yeah. i had to pick up I picked up and I was like, hello, um, I'd love to talk, but I'm buying bread and meats and I'm about to go to a barbecue. And then he's I know like, he loved this. Yeah, he's like, okay. I was like, should I keep you on the phone or should I call you back? And he said, keep me on the phone. Uh, that, and then there, there was the friendship that was set in huh? stone. Like, uh, yeah, he, he probably loved your honesty and he yeah. likes a little, he likes a trip to the store. Yeah, good even. trip to the store. Through uh, the phone. Um, <laughs> Anyone and then, who pluralizes yeah, meats, you got to be friends with. Too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was multiple meats. But uh, the um, text I got from you was uh, one of the best texts of my life. What, what did it say? I remember this. I was also walking to the store. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was walking to Whole Foods on uh, uh, Houston. Whole Foods. Okay. Whole Foods on, yeah. Whole, oh, my God. <laughs> I have to say something about Erewhon. I, I, I'm sure you have lots of opinions about Erewhon. Oh, yeah. We've oh. talked about Erewhon. Yeah. Okay. But, but first, the text. I, I was walking to Whole Foods, and I just got a text, and it said, it was from you. And that'd be weird if it wasn't. And it said, Brian, uh, would you be willing to move? It was an move? Amber Alert. It was an Amber Alert. And I said, I got to get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> it was from you, and it said, Brian, would you be willing to move to LA for a job? And I was Aww. like... Of course I would. Are you kidding me? I also just had a recent series of calamities that made me really want to get out of New York. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Yeah. What were those calamities? Do you have your list of anxiety oh, calamities? God. It didn't well, work out with a girl on 8th Avenue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that girl. We did break up and I had to move back. I, I didn't have to. I preferred to move back to Long Island and live <laughs> with my dad. Um, but, oh my, I, it's... Well, first too much. I love yeah, it's too long of a story, but I I the first thing that happened was I was out I was going out for a job. Um I was a, I was very far along in the process of being a writer for the Daily Show and oh. then one of my arch uh, nemesis uh it was between me and another person. And this is also a blind packet submission. So I got really far in the process and they told yeah. me in the interview I was down to, it was down to you and one other person and then I didn't get it. My arch nemesis oh. did. And that was. Oh my I, God, I'm dying to know who this arch nemesis was. I, well, I, I Are they still around? Are they still kicking around? No, they had a, a fall from grace that was greater yes. than Hitler. <laughs> uh, and I, I uh, was devastated. And then, long story short, I uh, was robbed. I got <gasps> into a car accident. I broke oh. my wrist um, all in like the same day. And uh, then you texted me. Well, that day, but I it's do a very long story. You robbed, car accident, broke wrist. Were any of those connected? 
Well, um, I was playing football in Brooklyn. I had a Zog Sports football what? team, and uh, we were <laughs> that playing. was like a group. I I almost joined one for soccer once. Yeah, and, yeah, it's and, just like a, a meetup group kind of thing for sports. And now Zog is an anti-Semitic slur, but oh jeez, yeah, uh, or is it Zog? Yeah, this is, anyway. Um, I was playing. I was playing football, and I check had, your list. Is it have, Zog? <laughs> is that one of the anxiety things on your list? On <laughs> no. <yet>? Zog. <laughs> Um, I was, it, I had my car parked and I had, it was Halloween weekend. I had slept over my friend's house who had a Halloween party. And so I had a bunch of shit in my car. I had a laptop in my car, a phone in my car. And I just, I had to park the car out, out in front of the football field because I had nowhere else to put it. And while I was playing football, someone threw a brick through my <gasps> car window, mm. shattering it. And they stole $5,000 worth no. of stuff, which is a great, which is grand larceny. And I, uh, when we got back to the car, I called the police and like, it's, it's so fast. As opposed to larceny, they're like, this is grand. <laughs> this is like, grand. <laughs> they said that's, yeah, they said that. Uh, that is interesting. Okay. Grand larceny. Yeah. Um, which, what does that mean to you? That just means that if you catch the criminal, that's a bigger offense, but. Bigger offense because they stole over $5,000. It, it just, you get to brag that you were grand yeah, larceny. Yeah, it's a better crime to brag okay, about. Okay. Yeah, yes, just, yes. Okay. Uh, so you broke your wrist while playing. Well, so I didn't even know. My wrist hurt a little bit, but they, they broke into the car. I called the police, and um, the police, like, do not give a shit about robbery. They will not come out. They don't care. But I told them I had a tracking device on my phone, that, on my phone, and so I used my friend's phone. I had find my iPhone, and I said, I know where they are. I literally have their location. The person who yeah. robbed me, I have their location. And then they said, okay, okay, fine. And they, uh, they took me into the squad car and they drove me away. And while they drove me away, my friends were sitting with my car with the broken window and I had placed my, my gym bag with my iPod mini and my clothes, uh, next to the car. And we drove off in pursuit of this criminal and we got to his literal apartment building. We knew the apartment building he was in and the police were like, there are known perps in that building. And so I was like, well, this plays a perp. And so... We went in there, they knocked on one person's door, and they said, um, did, so did someone just come in here with a bag? And they said, no. And then the police were like, well, that's okay. it. We can't do anything more for you. And I'm like, he's literally in this fucking building with $5,000 no. worth of stuff. So they said, we can't help you. They drive me back to my Jeep while... I, not my Jeep, my car. While I was gone. Well, it's now it's a Jeep. It's an yeah. open air. While I was gone, a totally separate person came and stole my gym bag. <laughs> why did we, like wait, my why friends, did you leave your gym bag in your car? Wait, I left in your it car? with my two friends next to the car. And I said, I got to go with the cops. I was frantic. Yeah, you're in distress. Yeah. It was on the ground frantic, next to the car. It's, oh my God. Okay, yeah, well, they, that's another thing. <laughs> but they went, they, they sat in the car to wait and they didn't realize the gym bags out there. Some guy pulled uh, up and just stole the gym bag. It's like oh I robbed twice God. in the same Aww. fucking day. And broke your wrist and not knowing. And then but I'm guessing I, your wrist pain might have been psychological if we're getting back to that. My after wrist all was this hurting. Trauma. And then I, uh, I was like, you know what? My wrist hurts a lot. And so, um, the next day or a couple of days later, um, I have my dad drive me to the doctor. They do an x-ray on my wrist. My wrist is broken. 
From oh what? Goodness. I dove for an Football? interception and landed. Yeah, I dove for an interception. I didn't intercept it. Nothing good happened. Were you Lost trying the to game. make friends at this? Like you do a lot of things to make friends. Were you trying to make friends with Zog Sports? Back in the back in my not judging it. Back then, I was not trying to make friends. You were just was, trying to have some fun. I had a couple of friends. I had two friends. Uh, <laughs> Brian was telling me about a time <laughs> in his life in LA <laughs> where he had no friends. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, just I'm you. starting to laugh. This was like, no, because I had left town. Like oh, me, oh. Chris, oh. and Tim had all moved away and he oh. had no friends yeah. and he oh. was just going to like Events. lantern lightings. <laughs> I was just so lighting. desperate for friends. Ah, like in Echo Park, like there's like oh. Chinese lantern lightings. You're I tried just going so to much. <laughs> What's well, adorable? Well, just to finish the story. Yeah, I, okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, so they, they said, we got to send you for an x-ray. I had my car back, although the window was broken. You, I did that thing that, you know, poor people do when they duct tape yeah. a piece of plastic over the window. Oh. While I'm driving to get my wrist x-rayed, <laughs> somebody <laughs> rear ends me. Oh, somebody rear ends me. This is all within a couple days. This is all within less than a week from each other. Oh. And someone rear ends me. And then I, 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 it's, it's one of those guys who rear ends you and then immediately gets out of the car and is like, what the hell's happening? He gets out Wait, of the car. He's mad at you. Yeah. He's mad at the situation. The break. Oh God. I, it was on sunrise. He knows Highway. you don't have insurance. You've got a fucking <laughs> trash bag in your window. <laughs> He gets right out of the then, car. You got a broken text. wrist. You're like, uh-huh. you're I'm, already I'm like. I'm one of those people who is in, in despair. And he gets out of the car and he goes, this is my mom's car. You got to help me out. You can't, please. Can we not call it? Please, please. He starts doing that thing where he like rubs the spot on the car that he hit. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I was Aww. like, you know what? It's fine. I don't, I can't. That's it's nice fine. of you. I just let it go. I get to the uh, doctor and I realize that uh, I really did get injured in that car accident. I have like my my <gasps> back hurts, Whiplash. but it didn't last very long. So it okay. was totally fine. That guy was fine. I and then you get a text from me. How much sooner after? Like four or five days. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. Amazing. Four or five days later. I was a little premature on asking you if you'd move. <laughs> you should Wait, tell why people why that text is important. Why is it important? What do you mean? Why is that text important to you, Brian? Oh, well, it was my first job. It was my first oh. ever job in the industry. I didn't work for anybody before that. I got I got close to the Daily Show. I didn't get it. And then other than that, I was just a piece of shit. No, and you were a piece of, of shit. Is... And that's why <laughs> that's why he gets the job. <laughs> that's why I thought of, of to shit. give him the job, not only because he's talented, but because he's a nice person. And I think that's what like, you know, talent can take you so far, but like it's, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hired someone who I thought was more talented than Brian if they were more of an ass. Like he's just a yeah. good, f- good guy. So had and, you guys uh, done any off. work together, or were you no. just friendly? Um, what did you done? Had you done anything for I me, website wise? I was the host for you uh, multiple times at the Comedy Attic. Right. Okay. Um, I think it was your first. Where, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is that where your first headlining gig? Yeah, was? it was. I hosted your first ever headlining gig, oh so I'm sure God. you had like a special oh. like memory of like oh well you were the first person yeah ever you were hosted. so nice and we hung out there backstage yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah you were just a yeah you were so and i think it was this show that we were doing because it was like chris and i and then we had um we were just trying to fill it with our friends you know like that's you have these opportunities you just want to give and you know 
I remember hearing that story of your life and being like, oh, this is so exciting to give someone who's so down and out. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a cool thing that other, uh, aside from someone who's not going to appreciate it. Like you just want yeah. people to appreciate things. Um, well, you're a So giver. then you moved to LA. You've given and then me a lot left. of things. We left. And, and then, then you well, abandoned me at my time of deepest sorrow. And then you had to go to all these, <laughs> these events. Where did you find events to go to to make friends? Because I think I, we have a lot of listeners who, with you know, and even me, I've moved to new towns and, and sometimes you just don't have friends. How do you make friends? Yeah, I mean, when you're alone in a new town, it's, it's sheer desperation, which is, looking back on it now, I was like so stupid. All I had to do was just go to open mics, you know, go to the improv and I would have made I would have made some friends, but it was just so disheartening for me to start over on the open mic scene after doing New York if you for 10 years. If you could have, you would have. That makes sense. Yeah. You, you, there was no way you were going to do that. It just wasn't the right thing for you at the time. It would have been demoralizing in a different yes. way than so, going to a lantern lighting. Yes, so Echo I went Park. on different apps. There's like there was a bunch of different apps. There was meetup groups and I would just look at like the events of the city and be like, maybe I'll meet someone. Literally, I went to like a, a Chinese lantern lighting thing. <laughs> an art exhibit. You tell me and I go that. there and I'm like, I wonder if I'll talk to anybody while I'm here. And I'm just looking at like oh, Brian. the beautiful and lanterns. you had one friend That's who so you did cool. it. Can you say, can you say, was there one person? My that rat you friend. <laughs> Wow. I wasn't going to say it, but I had my that's rat what he friend. said to me the other day at breakfast. He was like, and I had one rat friend. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Was he an actual rat? No, 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 no. Well, that would be better, actually. I mean, but no, you he like those animals. A figurative rat. Uh, he's not really a rat. He was. I just like calling him a rat friend because he was very close. But you didn't like each other is what no, my point we was. Didn't you didn't like each enjoy other. each other. You just no. were, it was out of necessity to a hang out. A friendship of convenience. <laughs> and... Um, did he have a rat? Is am I like remembering that wrong? Did he have a pet rat or something? Um, no, no, no. He just he he just uh, was a little weasley, and so maybe but he's more of a weasel. You you event you would like not actively not want to hang out with this person, but then you would just would because you had well, nothing when you're else. so lonely. You have no yeah. options, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, it's either that, and then I I joined a dodgeball league, and um. I would just go. Nobody at the dodgeball league wanted to be friends with me because I wasn't uh, dedicated enough to the craft of hucking the balls. And I got pelted <laughs> like crazy. I hurt my arm. People would hit me in the face. They'd laugh at me. They'd point. They'd go. Because people in LA, they are obsessed with dodgeball. It's like pickleball really? now in Florida. It's, yeah, no, they are, they are intense. They can throw the ball like 50 miles an hour. And I would just get the crap beaten out of me. And then we'd get, go get drinks after. I really no one would talk to me. I admire you for just going to these things solo. It takes a lot of. It's hard to make friends in adulthood. Oh, bravery yeah. to just go to stuff alone. I'm trying to yeah. think of stuff I've gone to alone. I know I've done it before. I'm not the Taylor Swift parties. Oh yeah, Taylor Swift stuff. Um, even the Taylor Swift concert. I mean, I was meeting a bestie there, but yeah. um, and I'm going alone actually this um Saturday and in, in Houston. I'm going 100 percent alone. But that's um that I guess that's a, a similar thing. Even though I'm going to be entertained the whole time, and so I don't really have to talk to anyone. So it's like that fear of oh, no one's gonna. I think that's going to be me. great for you. I think you're going to have a cathartic experience that would be much greater than if you're with someone else. You could do it with, you could have no qualms about going nuts. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I do. I wonder how it'll be. And then the next night I go with my mom and we're front row. And so that's oh, going to yeah. be extremely special. And, um, and, and so I'm very excited about this weekend. And we're also, I'm flying to LA uh, tomorrow. 
I'm filming um, a couple game shows, including Family Feud. Oh my and god! And my family is all coming out. And today we're going to a fitting because we don't. No one knows what to wear. And of course, I got a stylist for myself and asked them, "Do you want a stylist?" No, no, no. And then two days before it's happening, they're like, I don't know what to wear, Nikki. Like, this isn't fair. I mean, it wasn't exactly like that, but it's like there's panic mode now. And so I go, okay. And so um, we're all going to a fitting later today. Uh, Are you allowed to, to say which out. family? Which family? My family. I know, but like, is everyone like Lauren and Matt? Oh, and yeah. So so um, my mom, my dad, and Lauren and Matt. Um, are all going to be on it. Is I just saw Bert Kreischer post a picture of his family t- at the taping, so I'm like, yeah, then I'm allowed to say that I'm going to tape this. Um, yeah, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, yeah. And then we're playing against another family, and I won't say who that is, but it's a Ooh. famous guy from a band where their tongues are out all the time. Okay. Ah. So that'll be maybe wow. cool. So you don't know. There are a lot of bands do that. Yeah, Kiss? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and I I bet the killers one time were like, um, but yeah. So Anya, back to your anxieties. You oh. went through this list, and then I made Matt say all of his anxieties, and then I said all of mine. And I do feel like we got somewhere through it. And then we played a question game where I was just asking questions about. I just pulled up like deep questions to get to know each other, and we just all were answering questions that about like was what so was so fun. It was so fun. And Anya was like, how did you even come up with that? I'm like, I just go just Google questions. If you're ever bored and you want to get to know people, because people don't like to talk about real stuff. But if you're prompted with a question, you kind of get into some to some real stuff. We learned. I was wondering if you were asking the 33, 33 questions that the oh. New York Times was asking or, or saying will help you fall in love. Right. Um, from no, I, I was kind of looking for that at first, but I forgot the number. I knew it was like a specific number of questions. So, um, yeah, there's 33 questions, I guess, that you should ask your partner. And then you stare deeply into each other's <laughs> eyes for like four un- uninterrupted minutes. And then you're supposed to definitely fall in love with them. But wow. did you learn anything about Matt or about yourself during that question game? Yeah, I definitely, I was like shocked multiple times with the stuff he was telling you. But as always, I black out and I can't remember what it was now that you asked me. Yeah, I know. We were, I mean, it was a long day and then we had two shows that night. And I will say I was gifted by one of our besties um, with the Taylor Swift Midnight's album um, that has a signed um, uh, picture of her inside of it. It's my favorite. Wait, well, that's not it. It's my favorite picture of her. I know she, this, this midnight stuff has done the best of any of her art stuff, but it's a picture of her on the couch that I'm obsessed with. And she signed it. I'm going to smell it. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it was this really nice fan. I forget his name right now, but I've tagged him on the photos on Instagram that I put this up on, but he, um, he and his, I guess, I think his boyfriend, maybe his friend came up and were like, and I saw them holding this Midnight's album and they go, do you have? And I go, no. And they go, Taylor Swift's autograph. And my answer is, yes, I do have Taylor Swift's autograph. But I said no. And they go, and they thought I was saying no to her autograph. But I meant like, I don't have this album. So I said, no, I don't. And they go, well, now you do. And so I just want to say to that fan, I did lie to you unintentionally. I do have her autograph, but I don't have this album. And I certainly don't have her autograph this big. And I don't have it on my favorite picture of her ever. All I have it on is a bunch of folklore CDs. Um, and those are kind of a dime a dozen because she did so many of them, even though I'm grateful for everyone who's given me one of those. But this is a very special gift. And I was also given a friendship bracelet. Um that said good girl on it because of the good girl tour. I was given a collage with a really nice message on the back. Um, I was given a, a, a card. It was, it was such nice gifts. 
Um, one slightly better than the rest, but you know, I no, they were. I I appreciate li- any little trinket, any little card, any um. This thing. is amazing. No, I mean, so amazing freaking nice. Fans. I want to. They were so nice. I, I met them, those guys. Yeah, they were so cute. And there were well, so many here's cute story. people that came to the merch booth too. They were like asking me how to get out of their own way and become better songwriters and how to succeed in music. And I was just like, I don't, I think you just have to write songs that you love to hear. And then you just have to be a nice person and get out in the world and like make relationships like you guys were talking about. Mm. It's so underrated to just like, pick up the phone when you're buying meats and be nice to someone yes. that you've been nice, like hang out, hung out with in the past and like say yes to those. Well, I like that thing texts. of writing songs that you want to hear or that some, I read somewhere that some art is best when you think about what is not in the world that I want to consume. What, what is something I need right now that hasn't been done? How can I make that? That's a great place to start. No matter what you're you're doing, and I I listen to um, you know who Rick Ross is? Oh hell is yeah, Rubin? Rick Rubin. Oh, not Rick Ross. Sorry, Aww. but yes, Rick Ross is <laughs> also a, a music producer. But Rick Rubin, I always get them confused. I wonder why. Um, and Rick Rubin, a legendary music producer, but he's kind of he doesn't you know all these videos are going around like viral videos of him saying like I don't play a musical instrument I don't know how to work a soundboard I just know I have I have taste and artists trust me based on my taste of what I like and what I don't like and he's not even a snob about his taste I kind of felt bad after listening to this interview with him because she was asking about like does he have better taste than other people he's like no I don't have better that you can't you can't be you can't say that a Rihanna album is better than a Beyonce album you can't compare the two Rihanna is making a Rihanna album and Beyonce is making a Beyonce album. Is Beyonce making a better Rihanna album than Rihanna could make? No, she's making a better, You, it's apples to oranges. The idea of any album being better than another one is ridiculous because that artist couldn't have made that Rihanna album because they're not Rihanna. So it's not even, you wouldn't want them to make a Rihanna album because it, it wouldn't sound like them. And um, like that. I I liked it too, and I'm I'm not completely paraphrasing it right. So the the podcast is called Honestly with Barry Weiss, W E I S S, uh, Barry B A R I. If you want to listen to the Rick Rubin, because it's all about creativity. It was just the way he speaks is so soothing too. I mean, he has a great voice, and he's just chill. And I like the way he like looks at creativity as um, something that you can tap into. And he said. You know, the best way to tap into it is to clear the thoughts. And the best way to clear your thoughts is meditation, like get closer to your real self. And it goes back to, it harkens back to the thing I was talking about. Um, I I probably talked about before in the podcast because I talk about it all the time because I'm learning it in my voice lessons is like, I'm, he's always like, you're trying to sound like Taylor Swift and I can't help it. Like I've just, I've only heard Taylor Swift sing these songs that I'm trying to sing. I don't know another way to sing them. It doesn't even make sense for me to sing them in a different way. I don't know. I'm just following what I know. And he's like, well, that's what it would be good for you to cover a song that you've never heard before, which I Mm. I, I wouldn't want to do that though, because I don't want, I cover songs because I like the song already. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to figure out how to sing it best for me. And then that's going to be the best not to sound exactly like Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. And I think I've always known that, you know, like mimicking an artist is not going to be the right way to go, but n- I never, I guess, let it in that I could be 
the only way to get because close to good as Taylor Swift is not to ever sound like her. It's to sound like the best version of me, which might be a, t- a completely different voice, completely different skill set. But whatever gets my soul to come out, whether it's like garbled and like sounds terrible, sounds like, you know, a, a lawnmower going over some rocks. Like if that's what's truly in my soul and conveys the meaning behind the fe- the feeling that I'm trying to give you and you get that feeling from the song, then I've done the job. So mm-hmm. like your voice is just a, a tool to get the feeling through. It doesn't matter if it sounds pitch perfect or not, because we can all think of, because she was talking, she goes, what's the difference between a wedding singer who has the great greatest trained vote, like musically trained voice, like knows all how to do every kind of sound and the difference between someone who and Adele. And he's like, well, Adele is able to, and, and sure there are wedding singers that are able to do this, but Adele is able to convey a feeling through her voice. And let's not even talk about Adele. Let's talk about anyone who you really like that doesn't have the greatest voice um, perfection-wise. Um, and you like them and you don't know why. It's because they are able through their shitty voice to give you the feeling that this song is meant to convey. Oh yeah. Better than someone who could do it in a really perfect way. And it allows, when you hear that, it allows you to like, okay, well then let me like loosen up these rules I have for myself to sound perfect because that's actually impeding the message I want to convey. Yeah. And I think it's like Bob Dylan. I mean, Bob Dylan sounds like, you know, he's, uh, he's like screeching through a vent. And yeah. no one makes it sounds me... like it's always AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's amazing. He makes you emote. I was listening to a band over the weekend on the radio and I was like, what is this? Ugh. Like it's it was this I'm not gonna say who they are, but they're very big right now. Maybe you won't know them, but I mentioned them to Matt and he was like, These guys are like in the top ten of um Americana music or some I'll find out I forgot but anyway her I was like is this from 1935 like her voice was like (laughs) and I was just like hating it but I listened to the whole song and then I was like I get it she's really conveying a feeling I don't want to listen to this voice necessarily but I I'm getting the story yes you got the feeling. Yeah. You don't need that feeling in your life. I think we're drawn to things because we either that feeling resonates with us or we're void of that feeling and we need to feel it. And it. Ne- mm. So you just weren't you weren't yeah. in the mood for that. There are some people's voices. Yeah, that really aren't for me. And and maybe that's because they're not doing a good job of achieving delivering the feeling or maybe it's a I, formula. I Maybe what Anya was sensing is that because this song is in the top 10 or whatever, it's just following a formula and it goes against what Anya was saying previously about staying true to her own voice, what Rick mm. Rubin was saying, what what Nikki, you have said about your own comedy performance and being authentic on stage. It's like when you're not authentic, th- and, and, and with what you were saying, Nikki, like that is creativity when you can just be so authentic and not care about outside influence and you put that yes. out into the world and, and, and people receive it. Not giving people what you think they want because oh, you yeah. can't you can't yeah. possibly predict. You think you can because you see what goes well on TikTok. You see what you admire people that you like, and you go, oh, "If I do that, I think that's why the mannerisms that are you know uh, poisoning female stand up comedy of this like kind of like these faces of like what mm-hmm. these little mugs Ugh. after the the joke. Those bug me not because they don't work or because they're not funny. They seem insincere to oh, me. Yeah. If we come back to anything that bugs me about stand-up comedy, 
it's insincerity. And I think it's just performative and I don't like it because it's something that you had planned to do, which is not a problem. We all plan our sets, but it it comes from a place of I'm going to do this thing because I've seen it work for other people. And that's what I don't like. And it's not that I don't like that they do it. I don't like when I do it and I'm projecting onto them. So please don't write these people and say I'm talking shit about you because you'll be able to start seeing this in every female comic uh, you going, won't stop including myself it. You, it's, it, you won't stop seeing it it's, it's, it's everywhere these mugs after that they land their joke then they go well yeah. here's why I don't they look like to the, them both to the sides. like when Amy does it or did it or you know continues to do it or whatever it's it was funny but it's her. not the punchline and with a lot of these jokes I've seen the things oh. you're talking about that's the punchline so they're like set up set up set up this guy said this crazy thing to me and then this mug and then it's like big laugh and then they move on to the next joke whereas Amy would be like mug hmm okay and then she goes on to deliver the punchline or make it, it you funnier. know Amy's was a pl- a space for the audience to laugh where she didn't have to talk. It was giving her something to do for the laugh to come out, but still giving them something. So as they're laughing, she's making the face. And you're right, Anya. I think that although a lot of these girls do have great punchlines and they are good comics, that's why it makes me mad. I'm like, you don't need this shit. You're, you're adding these like tags. And I do stuff all the time that is so annoying in stand-up and stuff that I've done that I could roll my eyes at. So these are probably younger comics, so I should be nicer, but I'm just calling out things that I'm noticing that annoy me, and I'm saying that I've done them before. Please don't come after these girls. Don't say Nikki Glazer's talking shit about you. I'm just calling out a thing I'm noticing. I've done it before, too. We all make mistakes as artists. Um, It is... It's yeah, it's inherently not funny itself. And it's I get doing it if you're doing crowd work. If someone says what their job is and it's something weird and you need a beat to think about what you're going to say next, because you need crowd work. You need a little bit of thinking space. Mm -hmm. Generally, a couple seconds, a mug, a mug to the left and the right buys you that. But if you're if your actual act is that. You should have a plan already for what to do in it. And you can use it once or twice. I don't mind it. But with every joke, I mean, I saw a clip recently and I counted 10 times that this oh, little God. face was made. And it's, it's a just, crutch for sure. And maybe it's also a trend. And that's annoying to me when 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 you see the trend throughout, like in music, when everybody's was for a while, they're doing um what is that called? I forgot the term for it. I'll be home for Christmas. Oh, like baby voice? Like weird baby voice, but like not enunciating like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then it stopped. Like it's not as pervasive. And then I was listening to like an yeah, older trends. Taylor Swift song from maybe like seven, eight years ago. And she was doing a lot of this like cool melodic thing. Maybe it wasn't Taylor, but. A lot of songs at the time, seven, eight years ago, were doing like tons of like arpeggiated melodies. Um, I'll think of examples and bring them in, but um, that yeah. doesn't happen as much anymore. So there are all these dramaturgically, it didn't work for you. Wait, what's the word that <laughs> dramaturgically? I need dramaturgically, to watch that. it didn't work for you. Uh, okay, well, we will talk about more and uh, after this, and we we're gonna do Reddit dump. I think uh, our first time doing that with Brian, and uh, so stay here. We'll be right back. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it conair girl bomb gives you smooth flawless results while putting you firmly in control from achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence conair girl bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game whether it's creating a hype playlist throwing yourself into a hobby or scheduling some me time self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered it's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's get to Reddit dump before I forget. While you're looking up that Reddit dump, one thing that men do in songs is they go, uh, uh, oh, 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 like that. Oh, yes. Chanting. That was the thing I was thinking of. I was, hate oh, that. A big, oh, 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 uh, yeah. oh, like that. I'm sick there of that. I want of, it to be oh, gone. Oh, oh, I want happening. it to be gone. 
<laughs> oh, there's also a trend where in in pop songs there was this. There, it sounds like a group of guys in an alley going, "Hey, hey!" Oh yeah, yeah. 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 There, yeah. That is in, that's is even that? in a Taylor a recent Taylor Swift song, and I like that she used it because she's kind of like I feel like she has to know that that's being overused, but she was like, "Let's throw it in anyway." But yeah, if you start listening, there also is a YouTube video where I learned about that, where it's like if you listen to every pop song from like 2015 on, you hear, "Hey." Hey, I hate hey, that. Hey. It's just like sounds like a group of guys walking down the street, going, hey, hey, like in lockstep, going like, hey, hey, hey. sounds like, like Nazis to me. I, it really, yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah. Okay, Man Reddit dump makes me sick. Yeah, this is your Reddit dump. All right, so this one is actually um, apropos because. I'm about to go do Family Feud with my fam, and we are trying to prepare for it. And I've been playing Family Feud on my phone, and I've been playing it with my parents. We're not good at it, but the the key to being good at Family Feud is not being good at the game. The show is a comedy show, so it's being funny, saying funny answers, giving things for Steve Harvey to do the new female comic thing, which is look to the left, look to the right, look baffled. Like that is Steve Harvey's like you know number one move. And the funniest thing is when he's reacting to crazy answers. And this was one that I <laughs> sent to my whole family to say, "This is what I want out of you is this kind of random shit." So this is in like the. I don't know the the final round, you know, where they have to like, you know, answer very quickly. And this is what this guy said. Noah, hit it. Name something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Right. Naked grandma. Naked, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't see that either. Naked grandma. <laughs> and it was the second answer. It was just like a uh, naked. <laughs> what did it say? Did it really There's say naked face. grandma? It said no, yeah, his face is. Yeah, they naked really occupant. stretched it for that one to give you naked grandma's occupant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then, just naked grandma. And I said, Matt, because Matt is the one in our family that can probably say the weirdest thing. My mom actually is going to do the lightning round or whatever it is because they tell you like, who do you want to do that um, oh for your God, family? It's gonna be amazing. So it's gonna be hilarious. But that is I, that is the example I gave. Like, I need you guys to be this random and this weird mm. and this um, irreverent. <laughs> okay, um, let me look at a fun word one. Okay, um, oh, this one I wanted to bring up because it was, uh, we've talked about it on the podcast recently. Okay. This is dating underscore advice is the subreddit. Is it too much to bake the guy's favorite dessert for the second date? I just had a very nice first date yesterday and we already at, and he already asked me if I was free to go out on for dinner on Saturday. This girl is 29. He's 31. He was really nice and sweet and a sweet guy. And he also insisted on paying for our drinks, even though I kept offering as well mistake then when he saw it rain, was raining to keep offering just offer once and then stop it um uh then when he saw it was raining he offered to walk to his place that was closed uh he, he offered to walk to his place that was closed we grabbed an umbrella and he walked me home i am the kind of person that loves giving and my main love languages are acts of service and gifting that doesn't mean that's wait, not your you can't love say language. what your love language is <laughs> the thing you like to do and I uh, and I do want to also show that I appreciate him. So I was thinking of baking him his favorite dessert. And this girl's from Canada because it's favorite mm. dessert to give it to him on Saturday. I'm a bit scared, however, and unsure as I don't want to come off as too much. Any op opinions? Thank you. And then, uh oh, <laughs> let me just say that he. I am all, I'm scrolling down to read the comments to be like, surely they told this woman do not do this. Disaster. 
Bad idea. Yeah. You had a good date. No gifts for the guy. He's you the can't masculine show energy. him that you love him at all yet. Don't. Literally, I was just texting with Spade this morning because we had to do this Las Vegas interview and we were both on KTLA. And it was really funny, but we were talking about um, girls when they're like, he's like, he was talking about girls saying like, not getting back to him and being, and just one girl wrote back, like, he's like, hey, you want to go to dinner tonight? And she just wrote Coachella. And like, we we're talking uh, about how girl, and he, had, no. he has a joke that says, and by the way, Spade and I are going to be in Vegas um, next Saturday at the Venetian. Um, but he said that he has a bit that I've heard before, but I want him to do it again about how girls will say they're bad at texting. And then he gets around them and they're like, like the whole time they're texting. So they're like, I'm bad at texting. Sorry. They don't get back to you. And I was telling him about a friend I had who convinced herself that this guy was in a train accident and that maybe she needed to like this check is in me. on him. I know. You I didn't want to call you out. You can say it's me. I love it. <laughs> so Anya went on a date with a guy. It went well. He was she didn't famous. hear from him. We're not going to say who. But yeah, was, she, which makes it more embarrassing. Oh my God. It's me. kind of like Frangie's thing of like getting the, the guy who got the job at The Daily Show. This person <laughs> was really killing it at the time they've had yes. quite a quite a fall from grace since then still killing it because like co- cancel culture is not a real movie that ended up getting nominated for an oscar i think for something yes. so anya has a polite kiss on the cheek with this guy like after the date <laughs> then he heads off she goes back down to the subway they, they don't really hear from each other i think you probably sent him an email afterwards or something like this was Ugh. before getting to i do the book that changed everything for all of us um and so then like, a few days later, there was like an Amtrak derailment, like, I don't know, in Connecticut or something. And she oh, no. had heard he was going to Connecticut like that weekend. Or, yeah. yeah, he was filming there. And so she goes, I think I want to reach out to see like if he's okay. And I'm like, first of all, what are you going to do if he's like pinned underneath the, the beverage cart? What are you going to do? First of all, thank God Anya reached out. This girl I went on a date with five days ago. And then also, Nikki I goes, think, babe, you'll hear about it on the news. <laughs> like if he's Especially dead. if he's famous, if he died in a train yes, accident. Yes. He, he's the type of famous that, yes, he would absolutely be, it would be like, oh my God, this guy was killed in I the Amtrak I just couldn't exit. face that he was never going to text me again. Yes. So anyway, anyway, everyone in this comment section is like, dude, if a girl bakes me my favorite dessert on the second date, she's going to be my girlfriend after that because she's clearly the one for me. These fucking oh, sad no. losers who are just wrong. imagining Simps. this girlfriend. They're, it's, sorry to call them sad losers. I don't mean that. I just mean these guys don't know how they work psychologically. Yes. You are not, or you're maybe uh, the, the female energy, which is not me calling you a simp or a loser. It's me saying like, you don't want a mass, you want a masculine energy woman because a masculine energy woman is going to get gift the shit out of you and you're going to love it but most men are not but all these men think they would want that that's the thing like you think that you would want this yet you're because then Spade said the funniest thing I just God I want to just read it because he goes oh he was talking about and I was I told him the story about Anya with the train I didn't say Anya but I told him <laughs> about the celebrity because it was like it was funny and he was like Oh my God, her saying, I'm worried about you. He goes, any woman, because he said an example of a guy in his life who also was like, I want to reach out to her. I'm worried about her. And he goes, goes, that is going to make her hate you so much more. There's nothing women hate more than being worried about. It's (laughs) it's just so funny that the only way to get a girl that already doesn't like you to get her to like you less is to say, I'm worried about you. And like, I I care care about your well-being. And we're just like, ugh. Yeah, I was going to say, read about the Amtrak. the Amtrak thing are you okay no is it in your drafts is it in your drafts 
<laughs> also, this it? is more embarrassing. He told me that his he had a little daughter. He told me that his daughter was gluten-free and had celiac or some bullshit. And in our stupid date, during our date, I had told him, oh, there's this really cool frozen yogurt. Oh, he's, she was allergic to dairy. I'm like, there's a fruit frozen yogurt place in New York. It's in Union <laughs> Square. It's all fruit. And he was like, oh, really? That's really cool. I'd love to take her there. Where? He seemed a little interested. Oh, After no. the Amtrak oh, no. derailment, no. <laughs> where I, he he lived and I never reached out to him, I was like, maybe he doesn't have my number and I'm looking really cute today and I'm going to that place anyway. I spent 20 minutes taking selfies of me oh, holding God. this fruit froyo and then I sent it to him and it was like... Like maybe even without <laughs> Nikki is dying right now. Are you okay? I, I, like I honestly am disassociating. Was this realizing, like, I, I literally stopped listening because I can't handle how embarrassing this is to he me. He never wrote me back. I sent the cutest selfie of me with this fruit cup. No! It was like, oh, this no. is the place. Was that before or after the train derailment? Oh, it was after, after because oh. I had talked her out of the train derailment. Oh. And I go, just wait. Oh. And, um, but metaphorically, and there were this. two derailments, let's be honest. <laughs> I am so... <laughs> What if he was in the train derailment and he's dying and then he gets this picture of you with the frozen yogurt? <laughs> Just oh. reminding him of the daughter he's leaving behind as he bleeds out. Um... I've done this before too. Set like sexual self, like just like yeah. cute selfies. Like also, Did, is that uh, about like remember the frozen yogurt your daughter loves? Here's my tip. With it. Here's me rubbing my nipple in this oh, raspberry no. sherbet. I have never. I, I mean, I hope to never have to do this kind of shit again. Where it's just so desperate and sad. I, know. I mean, I sent something to Chris over the weekend that really he didn't write back to, and I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like I put effort into it, mm. so we watched the show alone, you know, where people dropped in the wilderness and they have to like fend for themselves. And there was this one character that always would go, Hey bear. Every time he saw a bear, Hey bear, because that's what you're supposed to say to bears. I guess there's a Napar Gatsy joke about it too, but he would always go, Hey bear, Hey bear, Hey bear. His name's Colton. So I saw a bike, you know, like a bike rental thing, you know, like lime scooters, but it was called Hey bike. And so I took a picture of the bike and I was like, and then I just put a picture of Colton next to the bike picture and was, and, and <laughs> obviously it's just like him going, hey bike. And Chris never wrote back and I was just so embarrassed. And then last night I go, why didn't you write back to that? And he was like, I didn't understand it. I looked at it for so long. I go, why is this mountain man next to a bike? Like maybe the, the it's a mountain bike and he's a mountain man. I go, that's Colton from the show. And then he kept going like, yeah, I just didn't get it. I go, well now will you acknowledge it now that it's very funny? And he's like, yes, it was very good. I'm like, don't you ever let something like that go again. Okay, so back to this comment. Girls are writing, or another another guy goes, if you did this for me, I'd want to marry you. LMAO. Yes, Ew. do it. Oh in parentheses. God. A guy like me would immediately fall head over heels for such a sweet thing. Another guy. Guy here, I would appreciate it and find this incredibly sweet. It would be weird if you brought like a random thing, but presumably his favorite came up in conversations. So this is lovely. I think these are all bots. These, yes. these no, sound like guys that want to bang her. Exactly. They're These are like, lonely, horny yes. men that are just like, oh my God, the weight of my heart is through my stomach. Like yeah. this kind of bullshit. Now, let me just see what she wrote back. So she wrote back to one of these comments and I want to share it with you. She had a little, so she read all the comments, which I'm guessing these are just the top ones. People are, people most, in dating advice, it's very, it's a positive place on Reddit and they're always kind of like lifting people up because it's so sad out there. So I think further beneath there have to be some negative comments that say, don't do this. She goes, you guys are too kind. I just went through all the comments and the feelings are mixed. However, I guess that if it's not well received, he's not the right person. I just don't want to spook him out. Okay. 
And then someone said, the right person doesn't run when spooked. She said, fair enough. So what do you think? Noah, I want to hear your thought on this because you always have just such mindful and like you've memorized the Getting to I Do book. You kind of know the rules. Do you think, because girls will use this argument quite often and, and, and also to give advice to their friends, we all say like, well, if he doesn't like it, then he's not the right man for you. Where... Where do you land on that? Like, where do you land on not being who you truly are, which is to bake a guy a cake on the second date, just like Bliss did? She ended up getting second place on the show Love is Blind, but now she's married to him. So it worked out for her in the end after Irina turned out to be a Russian snake. Um, (laughs) No need to say Russian in there. The last time I said Russian snake, I wanted to say they had nothing to do with each other. I'm just saying she's Russian and a snake. Oh, sleepy Russian snake. Okay, so um, where do you land, Noah? Okay, I I would tell her do not bake anything until you guys are in a relationship. Mm. That's like commitment level. But what if she's like, but I, this is so who I am to bake a guy. I want a guy who is going to accept a cake on a first, a second date. I want to be able to bake a guy who I had a great connection with. Okay, well, his favorite thing. Here's that's who I am. Here's what I think about dating. Okay, and what um I I I hope well because you're saying what you think. You're in your I'm being in my masculine right now, right now and I hope <laughs> Bobby's not anywhere in the fucking room because you should be talking from I feel if he's overhearing this. Okay. I hope this is helpful. When you're going out on dates, think of it as like collecting information. You're collecting information about this person so that you can make a wise decision down the road whether or not you want to spend a lot of your time and openness and vulnerability with this person. So right now, you're just kind of like in that phase of collecting information and it's not... You don't want to be so giving because you're opening yourself up to getting walked all over. And I think if that's like good advice for when you're dating, when you're starting to make new friends, we've all been there. We've shown our our kindness and people interpret it as weakness. Mm. So word. Okay. Just see it as play it cool. But we're setting the tone also. This is for the ladies. You're setting the tone for the relationship. So if you're, you will have so much time to bake if you guys get married or you let, you will have your life to bake and be yourself. Get really honest about your motives. Really honest. That's what I'm saying. I mm. think the motive here is he'll like me more if yes. I do this, yes. which is not great. That's correct. not her so, being her. It's not her being her. That's so it. And you got to remember at the beginning, you're trying to attract each other. You're not in a relationship yet. So you got to do things that will continue the attraction because at that stage, people could be dating. You're in competition with all the other daters in the dating pool. Ryan knows this. But that's what she thinks she's doing. She's like, I'm trying to attract him. Will this attract him? And all the dudes are like, yes, 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 yes. yes." But they're It's attracting these dudes on Reddit. It is, but they they don't even know how much they would be unattracted to it if it were actually happening. If they knew that they had this woman on the hook and yeah. that there wasn't any chase, she's not only she's not only totally on board for you. This is also, by the way, cake on the second date can rep or baking him a dessert can also represent sex. Giving him something that you put a lot of effort into that is something that you give your someone that you should love. Like wait for the cake and wait for the pussy until you're in love. And until this he loves you to him that you hope that you're he in. Lo- you hope he likes you. And that's not what dating is about. Like Noah said that in the beginning, he's courting you. I think I know that's an antiquated idea. And maybe no, but if like- you're the feminine energy in the relationship, which you have to determine what you're going to be, if you're the masculine energy woman, you're courting him probably. Right. Wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, but you are both gathering data about each other, like Noah said. So he's going to gather about you like, oh, she's very uh, giving and I, she's going to bake me stuff. And she's kind of trying to woo me. I think a feminine me. energy man would like a cake being baked for him. And that would be a good move to do if but you were on the a masculine date. It's, I think, well, I think, what about um, a man doing that for a woman? Let's say buying her uh, a baking. I wouldn't like that. That, that would be like too over the top. I've done Agreed. that before. I haven't Actually, baked a cake, but I've, I've done, you've done a, something a little early. too Absolute oh. disaster. What she should do is she should buy all the ingredients for the cake, and then she should bake the cake, and then she should cancel the date and eat the cake, and then the next day she should be like, oh, I ate this cake. And be like, that's my favorite dessert. And she's like, oh, really? I didn't realize. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I want to know more masculine energy women. Nikki, do you think you are that? Yes. I do so in many then, ways, but I also think that I'm feminine energy in um in, in a relationship in, in the in the bed bedroom. But, I yeah, think at I work, think, like, Nikki is masculine, but a in a true relationship, masculine energy woman in a relationship wouldn't get her feelings hurt about like not hearing from a guy or not being cherished, not being wooed. Uh, and I don't know that woman. I want to meet her. I would love to meet like a truly masculine. My sister in law is definitely masculine energy, and in, um, in a relationship too. Say it again. I didn't hear. In, in a relationship as well, like she's masculine energy yeah, throughout definitely. the whole, like in the romantic thing. I I will say that I don't really respond to flowers and stuff the way that I I'm almost perf I appreciate them because it means efforts. I guess it means they thought of me, but I don't. I sometimes, but that doesn't I, mean you're. Yeah, don't think of it as feminine. Like, yeah, th that's like a gift, like whether or not you like receiving gifts. That's mm. just like your love language or you just don't like flowers. You don't, you're not a, like, so are a, you in, a, a in your feelings? energy woman, your, your sister-in-law would not need to hear, like, would not need a guy to text her back? She wouldn't need to have her feelings acknowledged. Like that wouldn't be something that sets her off, but she would need like um, to be um, respected and all of her work and stuff like appreciated and all that. So maybe right. if she was into baking, she yeah, could I'm get not, away with that. I don't that. care if Chris respects my thoughts, like because <laughs> I just I really don't because I know that he does. I know that he thinks I'm funny. I know that he thinks I'm smart. He often says I'm smarter than him. I get that. I'm solid in that. I don't even need to hear that because I I don't think I'm smarter than him. But I I'm confident in in my my thoughts being like I I don't I don't need that but I do need when I'm sad someone to be like it's okay to feel this way oh you're sad like I do like that okay moving on this is from the subreddit cool guides and this says how much musicians make from streams streaming payouts okay Spotify what do you think you're you're making per stream of your songs Anya Oh God! Like nothing. Each like what? Like for one I think song, fifteen hundred streams is something. Isn't it like a dollar? I don't even know. I really don't know. Not all right. Lot. Well, it is point zero zero four cents. So yeah, in order right. to make a dollar, <laughs> what is that, Brian? Are you good at math? Point no, zero zero four. <laughs> so that's going to need two. It goes to eight cents. So two streams would make you eight. Sorry, with two streams would make you one, uh, nearly one cent. Okay, three streams is going to make you um, two hundred fifty streams makes you a dollar. Really? I think so. I just did so some math. I'll say three streams make you one cent. So three times that is one dollar, or a hundred times. So three hundred streams will make you a dollar. I fan, final thought. 
I encourage everyone today to stream Anya Marina's songs 300 times. <laughs> That's like what tipping her a dollar. What if you just leave it on? I'll make a yeah, dollar. Yeah, give me your dollar. Just leave it on loop. Yeah, that, um, that could work too. Do people do that? I think so. What if you did it, Anya? What if you just had like several computers running all day long, looping <laughs> your own music? Would I would you do make that. Money? And then by the end of the week, you I could buy yourself a Starbucks at all. Yes, I'm hoping for that. Honestly, Starbucks pays me more than Spotify because I have points. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I just wanted to, like Taylor Swift. They've recently released the numbers of like her streams. Like on Spotify, every day they're being like you know, 80 billion plays or whatever. And you can, you can kind of figure out what they're making from that and it'll make you sick. Um, okay. Uh, this is from me, IRL. And it's just a tweet. It's two tweets, actually. One person responding to the other. First person says, being new at a job is so embarrassing for no reason. So, <laughs> yeah. It really is so embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. You just don't know what you can always you tell someone who's new at a place. Is. Their hands are always like at their sides, kind of oh, limp. Yeah. I'm always overdressed whenever I have a new job. I'm always wearing like a tuxedo in the office and everyone's like, this is casual. Oh my God. And the girl responded and said, someone said it feels like you're a new character on season five of a show. (laughs) (laughs) And the great news is, is that once you get, once you learn the ropes and you're there for like a month and a half, you're the fucking top dog. Like there is a great, like I do envy and I miss that feeling of, like training someone new and being like, oh my God, I've come so far. I Mm. used to be in this position and not know where the aprons were or where the checks went or how to write in a PETA order or whatever it was, where I was a restaurant I was working. It feels really good when you can do it and not think about it and not Mm -hmm. have to worry about every step. And like, I would get such anxiety going into work um, when I had first started a job, memorizing the menu, like approaching the table. Like I have to say waitresses and waiters That is a really, like, talk about stage fright. I think that is so much more scary than doing open mic comedy. Like, (laughs) I I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life as I was being a waitress and having to be like, hey, guys, how are you tonight? So we've got some um, deals on Sam Adams tonight. If you guys are looking, if you're a little thirsty. (laughs) Also, our special tonight is like. It's almost more desperate than trying to get laughs. Oh, it's so (laughs) embarrassing. And I used to get, I can't even believe I did it. Like, even thinking about it. So I just want to give a shout out to everyone who's a waiter or waitress out there. Like, it is a performance that you don't get a lot of credit for that most people could not do. Most people mm. would never work in the restaurant industry because it would be too embarrassed. They just can't take that much. Fo- I'm guessing Noah is not someone who could ever would ever be a waitress. I was just going to say, I have never been a waitress or any is kind that, of. Uh, is that a reason? Maybe because it, it is yes. a great job. And there, is that a reason? I because you would have to like to- talk to the table. I always wanted to be like the kind of person who could have that job and, and do yeah. that job, but can't. You know what? Because I know that waiters, waiters and waitresses are not treated great and maybe you just feel like it's just soul sucking and just such hellish work. Have a little bit of pride in what you do because it's so hard for most people to do that job. It really is public speaking on a very small, like performing for four people at a four top like that is yes. that is yeah. way harder than performing for thousands of people based on someone who performs with thousands of people it's way harder to perform for smaller amounts of of people in a room where you can see all their faces and they're looking at you it's hell and where your performance is going to be either rewarded or not at the end. Like I get paid the same amount no matter what. And I know there are some fixed places that just have fixed tips, but um, 
Yeah, I, I just want to give you guys credit. There is one situation worse if you're a comedian, and that is if you do comedy at a restaurant, especially if they're not expecting comedy. <laughs> that would be harder than <laughs> that a waiter. Is, man, there's this guy, Kurt Ryan Comedy, who does these hilarious um, memes on Instagram. And whether or not you're a comedian, especially if you're a comedian, you'll really appreciate them. I'm just going to read some of them now that it's on my mind. Uh, Brian, you have to follow him because it's just, it's all like inside baseball comedy stuff. But it's also, I think other people can appreciate it. Um, there's a, there's one guy that's like climbing a set of stairs and his leg is super long to reach the top step and he's on the <laughs> bottom step, but his leg looks extended. And it says, um, like it. open my comic is the guy, is the guy. It says like open my comic on this guy's back. And then each step has a different thing. It says hard work, strong joke writing, paying dues, being social and building connections, message Booker and harass him for spot. Like all these <laughs> things you have to do. Then there's one of, um, there's people just like, um, vomiting into different like uh, almost Getty <laughs> images of people like about to vomit into toilets <laughs> and, and on the top it just says when I'm on stage <laughs> and I like that <laughs> and then there's one of like Winnie the Pooh and it's like his va face is calm and it says jokes and then it's the one that's kind of like hmm, and it says bits and then the one at the end just like it looks like a really deranged inbred Winnie the Pooh and it says little skits yeah. and that's just based on what people call what you do comedy like when it's, you start comedy your aunt will be like how are your little bits doing you know it's changing it's changing gen z tiktokers they're skits now they're all skits that's the what? cool thing to say is no skits. way yes it's it, well i couldn't what? believe it when it was happening instead of saying bits like it's, i'm working on this new skit it's it's huh. skits now it's all skits Get out if you're especially if you're a social Skit media out. person it's like uh i've got these new skits i'm working on i'm doing these skits and that's cool they don't know what a bit is i don't even think oh there's another one it's like uh uh at the t it's a guy with a face palming the emoji of a guy going like oh face palming and at the top it's like uh, it has little arrows after each word it says i meet someone then the next arrow we talk next arrow they say put that in your little skits oh. and then the next thing is die inside so it's just like little <laughs> things like this um and uh or classic ant thing is like have you ever tried writing for snl Oh, it's like God. the same thing as little skits. I mean, and and classically, I mean, these are all so tired for Brian and I because we've heard a million times, but I don't know if everyone else knows that we deal with this of like, you know, obviously you're a comedian, tell me a joke or like you should hang out with me a little bit. You'll get a lot of material uh, hanging out <laughs> with us. Please never say any of these things to a comedian. Uh -huh. You you might, I wouldn't know it unless I was a comedian. I would probably do the same thing to people. Wait, Anya, didn't you recently... <laughs> Yes. Tell someone, like, we had this What happened? Do you remember the circumstance? Well, I was going to say two things. One is oh, people yeah, will sometimes come up now. to me and be like, will you, I have some jokes for Nikki. Will you give them to her? And oh, then people God. are always like, I have these lyrics. Do you want them oh, for your songs? No. And I'm like, God. Are you no. kidding me? No. Oh, it happens all the time. You'd think people would understand at least not lyrics. Well, you know what? They don't because they're watching shows like Daisy Jones and the Six. And I've got a problem with Daisy Jones and the Six, okay? <laughs> I am so sick. There's nothing special about the show that is not exactly what happens on every other fucking show or movie 
movie about music. It happened in A Star is Born where a woman writes some lyrics in her little journal and she writes a song. Then a man puts some guitar behind it and suddenly he makes a full song out of her little scribbly lyrics that she's written down in a notebook that he shouldn't even be reading. And then suddenly this woman is going to be a famous singer now because this man helped like in A Star is Born. She like tells Bradley Cooper like an idea for a song. And then the next night he's on stage and performs the entire song that he has written like a bridge to. And then she comes out and sings it and somehow knows it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. sense. Daisy Jones and the Six sucks. If you like it, you should probably stop listening to this podcast because we have nothing in common. I well actually tell me why you like it. Maybe try to sell me on it. We Chris and I watched the first episode. And I said, should we do the second episode? Just because I wanted to keep making fun of it because it was so fucking bad. And it was just every... It, it's a show that makes you... Th- that already thinks you care about the characters, even though none of them are famous. I don't know any of them. I don't... I have nothing... Inve- like, sometimes a show, you can almost care about a character early because you know this actor. And you're like, oh, I, I'm going to be invested in this because none of these people you recognize, the whole, there's nothing about them that is likable about any of them. You see them aged like thir- 20 years ahead. They look younger than they do in the scene where they're young. The guy, the main guy is too thin. He looks like he should be on The Walking Dead as not a person that's like survived but one of the walkers he looks he's too disturbingly corpsey he keeps looking like a corpse to me that's no shade he's a beautiful man now he's put on a little weight but I don't I I don't get the attraction I don't get how he's like Billy is the cool guy around town I hate that this woman who has never once we haven't heard her sing except one time in the shower she goes to concerts oh this is the fable that we all convince ourselves about um (laughs) this is what we want to believe about musicians is that if you like music enough, you can make it. So this girl goes to shows and she's in the audience and she's always just like feeling the music. And then she meets these musicians that she's been going to see and they're like, I've seen you in the crowd. Oh, God. You're not there for the band oh, members. God. You're there for the music. And she's like, you get me. And then this girl who has never sang has only scribbled some fucking lyrics in a notebook and had, took piano lessons when she was a kid, which we haven't seen any evidence of. She's walking by a place and it says, like, uh, it says, a lo- lone lo- piano, a lone piano, or something. It says two words like lone piano on this board. And she walks in, she kind of looks in the window. It's like, I wish I could someday. I wonder if she's gonna by the end of the episode. <laughs> then, of course, she walks in because her boyfriend has just told her that he's the main guy and she's never gonna be nothing. And she pushes him and says, I'm the main thing. I'm the, I'm a star. And he goes, Okay, weirdo. I've never heard you sing. So this is weird that you suddenly wanna be a star. How am I supposed to glean that? I was trying to bring you into my songwriting process because I do know that you're talented in writing but you've never sang before so then she goes in this place and of course she goes to the mic and she has a perfect voice perfectly trained and, or, and, and plays the piano it's so good and I'm just tired of it. That's not how anything works. It's giving people false expectations. It's giving girls a, a dream that cannot be realized that way. It, t- it says nothing of any hard work. It just shows if you like music enough, you can be a musician. It's so bad. I need you to watch it. I'm, I need to keep watching it. But I will say that Chris said to me, he goes, we're not watching episode two. He goes, this show is so bad that if you told me you watched the rest of the season and it was the best show you had ever seen and it completely turned around, I still wouldn't watch it. Because <laughs> it is it is not good there is no redemption after this first episode now if you like the show I want to hear why, and I am oh, open. God. I am open to it. I am open to why this is something you like. If anybody admits they like the show after that, I, they're insane. 
I mean, I, but some people like the saccharine shit, and I don't On get our like girls some people chat, like to be. Girls, oh, I went nuts. Kirsten. Kirsten's like, here's my impression of Daisy Jones. Oh, she said, uh, and she's like, hey guys, you want to hear a story? Are you ready for it? I don't know if you can take it. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you if you guys think you can handle it. Oh Sit my down. god, I gotta keep watching it. I have to keep watching it. Hate watch. I haven't yeah, felt this like kind of um yeah, this energy coming out of me feels this good. Is great. Like, I, I want to assign it feels good to watch. I want to assign you, you a it, show Brian? or a, I want to assign you a show or a movie so that you can just tell me how much it sucks. Like, like, like Dungeons and Dragons, everybody seems to like. And I watched it. I could not stop laughing in the theater because I thought parts of it were so bad. I would love for you to see that and well, give me your take. Let's start watching things we hate that will, that people, but it has to be things that people like that we go, how are they liking this? Horrible Bosses for me was another one. I walked out of the theater. I don't understand how anyone oh, can I have be one. lied to that much. The about menu. It. Everybody raved oh, about the yeah. menu. It was oh, terrible. That the, the preview for that looked good, but I didn't believe that Anna Joy Taylor eats, so I wasn't able to <laughs> watch it. I was like, I'm this premise is already out of the, uh, you know, the realm of Spoiler alert, but the way that they solve the problem is by the way did you remember that you liked cheeseburgers that's the, how they solve the problem in the movie if you, oh i don't okay you, well you've never seen the spoiler movie. alert i, I said haven't spoiler seen it. alert spoiler alert okay well i definitely am gonna watch more daisy jones and the six because i just realized i need more things to make fun of because it's so dumb could, let's and i'm watch sorry daily, to daisy anyone jones who, and the six. okay let's keep watching daisy jones and the six everyone you need to watch the first episode see if you agree with me and if you like the show tell me what to like about it because i'm i'm actually gonna try and i'm not gonna completely write it off like i do most things even though i am incensed What's it on? and if you did like it i still would be friends with you i didn't mean to say don't listen to the podcast i still like you there's tons of things i like that you would hate i.e. a columbine book that i signed <laughs> this weekend by the way someone brought a columbine book oh, to the meet and greet a tattered book called columbine that i've recommended by um david cullen and i got to sign a columbine book the rest of the people <laughs> in the line were deeply confused most people <laughs> in line disturbed. do not listen to the podcast had no idea why i was signing a book called columbine but i did write in the book um it was meant to be a bombing love nikki and so, and I stood for a while thinking like, what can I write in this book? Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with Brian, Anya, and Noah. Um, don't be cut. And just give Daisy Jones one episode a chance. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your your first show. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.